Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes three and four of Reply 1988, and we love yeah. everything this show does is correct. We love every minute. It's perfect. It's the perfect show. Yep. Except one minute. Literally one minute where someone's toenail goes into someone else's yawning mouth, at which point I had to close my eyes and plug my ears, even though I don't... I couldn't hear the silence that followed. That was important. (laughs) Oh, no. Do you know what the resolution was? Um, I know that she handled it well. I looked back up to see her, like, being really, really cool about it, even though my soul was leaving my body on her behalf. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry you had to see that. Yeah. I'm sorry all of us did, but we survived it, and thank goodness, because this whole show is so good. It's so good. Oh, I felt bad because I watched episode three, and it was so perfect and so cute, just top to bottom. I loved everything about it. And then I asked my husband to watch episode four with me, and he was stoked, and he really liked it. But it had a lot more focus on the parents, and sometimes the parents can be a bit much. They can be a bit of a downer in comparison to the sweet, dopey kids going around, having fun, doing what they want. These parents are more like, we're dealing with the hardships of reality and life and crumbling marriages, so it's a little less fun in here. It was. It was a little less fun. It was a little less fun. Yeah, like the crumbling relationships between the parents and them wishing for something that, like, they don't have. And yeah, there was just so many moments of it that I was, that were tough, realistic in a lot of ways, but really tough. Yeah. Oh, but I liked, I liked the growth that we got, at least from the dads. I'm going to call it growth because I think that it's them acknowledging some of the hardships of their families and uh, that you can grow at any age. It's easier to look at a dad and be like, no, they're not growing. They're just sad, but they've realized these problems and uh, they're aware of it. It's just, you know, it makes them sad every so often. But I think, I think that you can grow at any age and learn something new anytime. And I think these two dads are learning a bit about how they're letting their families down with their behaviors. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. That's hard to come to terms with. Yeah. I think the hardest one also, though, to watch is uh, Choi Musung, who is Tick's dad. And his are the hardest ones where he seems to be the one who's the most, like, self-reflective of, like, what should I be doing at this point in time? for my family, but also seems to be the one who, like, has the least amount of support in figuring that out. Yeah, that's fair. He's just kind of on his own raising a boy who's a a world leader in Baduk, but uh, is kind of just raising himself almost at that point. Yeah. So he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And you're like, can you... Can you have more block parties where you include him, please? Yeah. Yeah. I was very, very grateful for how that storyline played out when he lost a game. Oh my god. But 
through the storyline, I was so devastated. I was so sad. I didn't know how things could get better. I could see this teenage boy crumbling under the pressures of, like, his own creation and how everyone was trying to make him feel better in a way that wasn't helping. And I loved how it played out. I think it played out exactly how it needed to, that his friends could just walk in and start just lightly bullying him until he was laughing about it. That's so cute. Just walk in and be like, what's up, you fucking loser? It sucks to <laughs> suck, like, right? What? You let us all down. Now say it. <laughs> now say it. But like in a very lighthearted, like you can never let us down because we don't see you as a world champion. We see you as a dude. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> sort of way. Oh, it's so cute. So perfect. Because, yeah, all these adults walking on eggshells was like, yeah, that's what you have to do as an adult. You can't call the kid a loser or say the wrong thing that just makes it worse. You would never live with yourself by crushing a child in that way. But you don't know what to say then. Yeah. So it just, oh, it was so hard and so sad. And then his friends were like, we don't care. We don't have those qualms. We have a different relationship with this guy. It's so cute because he yes. looks like he's almost about to cry and then he realizes what they mean. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. My friends know exactly how to handle me in this situation. Yeah. It was just, it was exactly what I needed from from Take's storyline. I just want to see more of him constantly. I also want him right? to have everything he has ever wanted. The whole world. I want him to win. <laughs> I want him to it's win It's so hard to be in love with Park Bo Gum and have so little take in this show. Yeah. Like, what this show also is... So, the toenail scene, obviously, pff, tough. No. Nope. You know, but nope, the, nope, nope. the real drawbacks are how few scenes we've injected park will come into um <laughs> that's that's been really rough on me <laughs> <laughs> that's the real crime oh yeah this drama has not committed many sins but casting park will come in the perfect role he's so good at it yes but just in this role where we don't get to see him every single scene just make him the main character okay he won't be nearly as interesting but Mm-mm. He'll be good, okay? Because we love him. We love him. We love his little face, his sweet little face, his sweet little smile. Ugh. Um, yeah, I love him so much. I when he and Dioxon were playing Go Baduk, I there was a part of me. I know it would have been an unrealistic expectation, but there was a part of me that wanted her to be way better at it than everyone anticipated. I really wanted her to also not be maybe on Take's level, obviously, but be (laughs) on enough of a level that even Take was like, I mean, obviously, I can still crush you, but damn, like, you you get this game. No one ever gave you credit. Can she ever have one thing going for her, though? No. She can't sing. She can't dance. She can't be smart in school. She does know English, but kind of just, like, on an average level. (laughs) For the, you know, where the rest of her classmates are at. She was, she's really pretty, though. That's what they always say about her is, you know, she may be dumb as rocks, but look (laughs) at that face. And that's tough. That's a tough one. 
feels very 80s, but it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked that she couldn't sing and dance purely because I think a lot of this drama is based on meta jokes. And they tell us some of the meta jokes here and there. Like when she said at school, they call me this lady and it's the actress who plays the older version of her. And you're like, that's good. Thanks for letting me in on the jokes, (laughs) translators. I never would have caught it on my own. (laughs) But I love that she is an idol. The actress who plays Doxon is an idol. And so they're like, no, it's funny if she can't sing and dance. She's really bad at dancing. That's the meta joke. Like, that's good. But yeah, can you give her one secret talent? Where's her secret talent? Is it making jokes with Jonghan's dad? Because that's pretty good. (laughs) Just give me like 10% more. Oh yeah, they say her social skills are also really good. They're like, the teacher is trying so hard to spin it. She's like, oh my god, she makes friends so good. She makes everyone feel good when they talk to her. Her personality is so bubbly and bright. She is literally the bottom of the class. There is no one stupider than her. Sorry. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. Which, yeah, I wish we'd seen a little more of. Obviously, I really loved the camp scene for for every little bit of it. Every single scene at camp was perfection, and I really liked it. But it was hard that every time her friends, her school friends, the two of them, would be gone she would then drift back to her home friends, her neighborhood boys. And it's like, that's cute. That's what the show's about. We love to see it. But I was surprised that she didn't ever have any interactions with her other classmates. It was like, I thought you'd be like the social butterfly. Yeah. The one that like you could flip from group to group all day. But she's like, no, I'm here to win the talent show. I'm here to dance. I will only hang out with my two dance friends or my neighborhood friends. And I was like, that's kind of surprising from her. Yeah. I would like to see see her. If if they're going to be like, she has nothing. She's not talented or smart or good at anything. I would love to see more, um, I don't know, just general interest in her social abilities. If that's what they want to make part of her whole thing is that like, Maybe, like, other guys at the guy's school are like, she's really cool. She's dope as hell. Uh, maybe, like, yeah, there's other girls at the girls' school that are like, yeah, she's friends with literally everyone. No one's ever been mean to her because no one knows how to because she's, like, the most likable person we've ever met. Like, if we're going to lean into that, if we're going to give her nothing, can we give her something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it comes from being, like, she only hangs out with guys at home. Mm. And that's obviously just how her neighborhood ended up. That's the population. But I think those girls, even nowadays, I guess I can't speak for nowadays. When I was in high school, they were seen as like kind of tomboys. If Mm -hmm. most of your friends were guys, then you were a tomboy and you like wouldn't hang out with girls. It was there was this perception that you didn't like girls or that you were too too cool to hang out with females. And so I just want this mix. I want this perfect person that we don't need to have. But I want there to be representation on TV of this young woman who's like, I have a lot of guy friends and I have a lot of girlfriends. And I just like people. 
that's it. There's no, you can't put me in some weird stereotype box where I like one group better than the other. I don't care. I just want to hang out and have good vibes. And I'm like, show me that representation, okay? Because we need our youths to see it. You can be friends with anyone. Yeah. That's what I want to say. And that's what I want to see. Yeah. Especially for her. Um, I did find it very triggering when she was with her her girlfriends at the restaurant. And then they came in and Sunwoo was really cool and nice to her because she's his friend. And then immediately those girls were like, he is in love with you. Um, oh, really? I, yeah, I didn't like it at all because it immediately like transported me to when me and Jason were growing up. You were husband. And when pe- we literally just started telling people that we were cousins, we gaslit a friend of ours who is still our very good friend. It, like... A year into our friendship with her, we were finally like, yeah, we're not cousins. We just got sick of everyone telling us that, like, obviously we were in love since we were best friends that grew up together. And, like, she to this day is like, you, you son of a bitch. Both of you. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't know what to believe because it is believable because Jason and I give off cousin vibes very hard. Um, but that, which is not to say, like, if they decide to do something romantic, like, I don't think that, like, obviously she has a crush on Duck Sun, Ducks, uh, sorry, she has a crush on Sun Woo. So there is at least that. And, like, he's admitted, he's like, yeah, she's really pretty. I don't think that he's on the same level. He's just a very, very nice person. And I think that that's where they're going with it. I kind of hope that's where they're going with it, just because I don't want to be let down by a love triangle. Um, or like, I don't know, like any kind of love triangle or the possibility of one is starting to make me anxious, especially because we, um, we hadn't even released our first episode of reviewing this K-drama and we got an email because we've got like psychic listeners who talked about Reply 1988 and they were like, I was on the wrong side of the love triangle here. And I, and immediately I was like, I trust you, and I'm gonna probably be on the same wrong side, and I'm going to be so I think sad. We're already on the wrong side of the left triangle. Yeah, I'm so worried. Yeah, thank you so much for that email. It made our whole week. Yeah, I just keep rereading it, and it's yeah, it's making me real anxious about this show. Cause yeah, oh, they set it up so well. I will say, my husband after watching it was like, "Is are all the boys in love with her?" Is it more than a love triangle? I don't know what you call it after that, but I was like, I don't think that the Baduk guy, like, he's the only one that's really gray, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're going to make, like, an actual love triangle with him. No, I think it's going to be, I think we can see the three pillars of this love triangle. If the if Take did enter into the love triangle, that would really complicate things for me because once again, I want him to have everything he wants. That because <laughs> I've already picked a side, which may or may not be surprising, because it was different last week than it is this week. Ooh, okay, let's hear it then. Yeah, but but if they introduce Take into the love triangle, then obviously it's it, Take. Yeah, it's Take. The only person that is the acceptable answer is Take because if he does not get. <laughs> All, all of the good things in life that he's ever wanted, I will crumble. I will crumble under <laughs> that. Um, so give him love. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, okay. May I, hmm, here's where I feel weird about it. 
These are 18-year-olds. And I feel like the creepiest Ajuma right now that they got me with the two scenes with um with Jung Hwan. There were two scenes that I was like, I am so sold. I'm so sold. I'm right? so attracted to him. I'm so attracted to like I want them to be a thing because of these two like he has not shown any actual emotional availability, so obviously I'm being toxic. Everything is toxic. Um, I because don't know. He's starting to show. Oh, sort of. Ability, Raquel. Don't worry. <laughs> but has he, or do we just want him to have? Like, has he? And also, okay. We also should say he's not eighteen. He's a thirty-year-old man playing yes. an eighteen-year-old. Okay, so it's not creepy at all, guys. He's older than us. We have to say that. We have to legally we because we have to say that. <laughs> I am like crawling out of my skin because they're playing like these teenage high schoolers. And then they're, but like, at least he's like a 30, he's older than I am. And like, oh God, I feel like I sound like a creep either way. There's no winning here. It was yeah. so attractive when they had them crammed uh, between those two walls. Oh my God. My heart <laughs> was beating out of my chest. And he was I like stressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. I, we've we talked extensively about this book that we're reading called A Court of Thorns and Roses in our pre-ramble. If you want to get access to that, it's on our Patreon. <laughs> that book has a lot of sex, so I think it has maybe ruined my mind for a little bit. <laughs> and now I can't watch a normal, cute, lighthearted show <laughs> without being like, oh, I shipped them so hard. Yeah. I'm broken. Yeah, same. I am the same way. I think, yeah, between the two, it's like my brain is all hyped up thanks to Akatar, <laughs> A Court of the Thorns and Roses. It feels wrong to just call it Akatar casually. <laughs> I don't know. You're in the fandom now. I'm in the fandom now. Um, and then to turn around and watch like these high schoolers being high school, like if they are attracted to each other, like, yeah, they're like 18 years old. That is correct. But yeah, immediately I was like, this is happening right now, right? Like, this is the moment. This is their... Right? <laughs> this is yeah. their night. And you're like, God dang, no, they're at camp. They're, they're camp. children. Ooh. But I, yeah, I feel like that's an interesting line that the the show is also playing with, is being like, you've got half the cast calling these people kids. They're letting them run around as kids. They talk about them as kids. And then you've got the quote-unquote kids themselves who are entering adulthood, like they are at the cusp of adulthood. Mm -hmm. They are all 18, about to graduate high school and enter the world and exploring these these more adult aspects of their lives. So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel creepy to be like, what if they had sex? But yeah. it's also clearly, I don't know, maybe not going to be part of the show. I said clearly, and then I was like, I don't know. It could be. I doubt it. It's a K-drama, yeah. but it's not, like, creepy, right? Like, yeah, that, seems, like it, that seems like the commentary of the show. Yeah, like, let's not make this out to be, like, a problem when it's not. It's not a problem. It just feels like a problem when I'm out here, like, shipping it to right. happen immediately. Then yes. I'm like, mm, Raquel, mm, it's a K-drama, uh, first of problem, all. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fair. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah I... 
they gave us the the good boy class president sweetheart and the hot bad boy brooding soccer player. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wonder which one I will choose. <laughs> Freaking idiot! My yeah. stupid monkey brain knew which one it was going to choose. Take. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the running take. <laughs> Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. He's not, even, your go. he's not even coming to the race. Like, <laughs> get over here so that I can ship you, boy. Yeah. Come hither. Yeah. And then, of course, like, I I had de-escalated my own feelings just in time for the bus scene when he oh my God. is, like, struggling. And the... I do appreciate the amount of comedy in that moment of, like, he's clearly not having a good time. But (laughs) then he's such a good boy for doing it anyway. Plus, you have her looking over at his arm and being like, oh, shit. That's the arm of a 30-year-old man, not an 18-year-old boy, if I've ever seen one. 30-year-old man arm. (laughs) Her heart's fluttering. Yeah, I get that. Same, yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no <laughs> Do we i'm have only to- here for the romance we skip all the other scenes yep we had to talk i couldn't not talk about it but now i'm like where do we go from here yeah we don't want to talk about sad dads we want to talk about romance <laughs> <sighs> broken broken people because i also i didn't want a romance at all when we started this show i was mm-hmm. like i want just good friendships for all of these young people. And they were like, but what if they could be romance? Yeah. Two scenes is all it took. Okay, do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, bet. Go, go, go. go. <laughs> do romance. Oh, we we had less Bora and Duxon fighting in these episodes. That was good. Yep. We yeah. We had the same amount of parents fighting, which is not great. Not good. Not good at but- all. I think we got a lot more understanding with Duck Sun's parents. That mm-hmm. we got a lot more depth to their fighting, and I was like, "Oh god dang, I'm really taking the mom's side in uh, in all of these arguments." Yep, yep. There could be. There's a lot of moments that like uh, she was 100 percent right, except taking the umbrella. That was weird. Didn't need to happen that way. That was tough. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Raquel draws the line. Is yeah. actual theft. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're stealing from corporations, do it. Get it. Let's go Robin Hood. Give me those Robin Hood vibes. If you're stealing from other people, that's tough. Like your neighbors, like they go to the same restaurants that you do and you're going to take their umbrella. That's never going to play out well. In fact, it played out the best it could because like at least you took a busted one instead of like someone's really nice umbrella because you're too sad to deal with how negligent, emotionally negligent your husband is. Emotionally and financially. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, well put. Don't don't cross that line, guys. Don't be mean to your neighbors. Yeah. I do really love... So here's the thing about the dad. I, I am team mom 100%. I think it's very sweet that the reason the dad can't seem to get out from under, like, financial struggles is because he can't stop helping people he sees like he can't stop wanting other people to do good and to like i don't know like at the end of a long day he's had a long day sorry that's just gonna i guess be part of the recording um he's he's had a long day she like 
and then he sees other people who have been just like out doing their best too and he can't not buy in and i think that's a very sweet reason to be struggling it's i agree with her where it's like okay well like if you are like if your cup is empty how do you expect to fill the cups of others but i love that he has the idea that he has enough to give like he that's just part of who he is i think that's very sweet yeah yeah i think that's why it's an interesting like display but it's an interesting relationship where you're like I side with both of them to some extent. I think she just wins out when she's so much more aware of their home life. I think it very much touches on the the unpaid labor of women yes. and how her work as a housewife and a mother is just taken for granted and all the cooking, cleaning, and keeping track of what the kids are each supposed to be doing is is left to her and so when she turns to her husband and is like here's what i need for the week to keep the house running and he's like oh no i gave that away yes it's i'm very much on her team of being like okay you helped me create this family we made it together as a team we agreed to uh, make this have as many kids as we decided to have we we made this home together and then you left it to me saying that you would bring me the money to uh, to to run it the way that we thought would be best, and now you're saying you're just giving it all away. So, like, obviously their kids have clothes and they're fed, and that's great, And but I don't think she's ever asking for too much right. in caring for her kids. She's not like, our kids want new new cassette players just to have, just to have what other kids have, what the rich kids have. Yeah. She's like, literally just don't bring home an entire sack of potatoes and then complain that all we have to eat is a sack of potatoes. Yeah. Or like, our kid needs money for her school trip. That's that's a thing that all kids need. And you've given the money away buying, like, prenatal videotapes. Like, that's insane. Do you not see how that doesn't make sense? And that kind of hurts our daughter pretty directly. Yeah. And I feel like he never has that foresight. He's never, like... He's never involved enough to know that his kid has a trip coming up. Yes. Which... I completely that's agree. That's, like, a big thing. That's a big thing in a lot of families. But yeah, it's hard when the mom's trying to communicate, like, here's the things that we've got coming up, so here's what we need. And he's never, like, supportive of that. Right. I think, yeah, it would be a different situation if she was like, where did that money go? And he was like, okay, well, I did this with it. Like, I, I saw, like, a little lady who reminded me of my mom who was selling potatoes on the corner, and I just thought about how, if it was my mom, I'd want her to have, like, I didn't want her day, like, I want her to be okay. And so I bought the potatoes from her so that she could be okay. And then if the wife was like, great, except guess what? All of these things that like we need can now not happen. And also you're complaining about what we're eating. Um, <laughs> but it's literally just what you provided. It's just what you provided. I'm do I'm literally doing the best that I can with what you're giving me. And I need you to give me more if you're going to have opinions on how this is going. And then if, if it was then like, he was like, you know what? I see where you're coming from. The, 
this has been we've now communicated what we need here and i i i get that um and she's like yeah i get why you did that just like don't yeah don't anymore and then he's like you just want a little more understanding because yeah yeah. obviously like i'm on her side but she never once is like here's our agenda for the week and here's our the budget i need yeah like obviously that takes some planning and some maybe financial literacy that she never got but that's yeah that's a communication skill that neither of them have they will they refuse to understand each other or communicate how they're feeling and why they're doing what they're doing so we just get what we get guys (laughs) fortunately me and raquel are here with our perfect relationships who have never once had an argument um yep to tell them what they're doing wrong (laughs) never once Never once have I argued with anybody ever, because I'm perfect and I communicate well. Yep, immaculate communication skills. I don't, <laughs> I don't sit on my feelings until they become a problem to avoid conflict at all costs. I would never do that. I would never do that. I would never scream at someone over potatoes. That's not something that's happened in my actual life. So I can sit here and judge. Okay. Ooh. Self-reflection time. (laughs) We're just going to take five. We're going to self-reflect. We just got to think about everything and try not to become our parents in all the right ways, you know, and then in all the right ways do become like our parents. Yeah. You take some, you leave some. Yeah. Um, One thing that we did get that's pretty neat is a little bit more of how Dong Ryong is the counselor of the neighborhood. Ooh, yeah. That was neat. Yeah, like he already knew what was going on with Jung Hwan's dad. He knew it, and he knew that Jung Hwan would know it, and he knew all he had to say was like, you just gotta accept what he gives you. I I got so sad when that ice cream was left out. Me too. I was so bummed, because he was trying so hard, and he didn't know that his younger son at least couldn't hear a word he was saying um that was tough because that was like kind of between the both of them where it was like i don't know like jung Hwan didn't know he d- he had no clue what was going on he was listening to his friend takes chess or go tournament outcome but yeah just that whole situation of the ice cream being on the counter and him having left it out because he thought that his sons would be really excited and then they weren't yeah, his whole family is excited i find it yeah i find it hard to not get mad at that whole family sometimes same i think the wife does a good job of one explaining at least to the audience and to her friends why she's unsatisfied when she's like I know I've got a good life and I try and take care of my family the best I can but I also want sex and my husband does not so therefore (laughs) I am mad at him it's like oh valid okay I'm I'm on your team about that again some communication might help you could verbalize that different Um, sex drives can lead to tricky misunderstandings But at least it's valid, and you guys are pretty good to each other. Um, I get real mad at the oldest son for just, like, not participating in anything ever, unless it's, like, 
comedy for for the sake of a joke. Yeah. Yeah. That one that one's hard. <laughs> that kid is a lot to handle. I don't know. I just that like I like that he's the person who's just like interested in a million different things. That is very relatable relatable to me. Like by the time I got to college, I wasn't super interested in school itself so much as I was interested in learning. Like school, no interest for me. The ability to memorize like freaking uh, voice act video game voice actors and their entire career history for whatever reason really sticks with me. Really sticks <laughs> in my brain, you know. Um, that's the good stuff every obscure fact about lord of the rings that just lives inside of my brain and bounces around in there 100 percent the good stuff every single hobby that i have picked up and put down and never picked up again just (laughs) you know a million different things that i want to try and learn about and usually it was not that the thing that i was supposed to be doing for my actual grades and to like remain in college so i find him relatable in a lot of ways but the like complete oblivious like oblivion to i don't know just what's going on with his family or like i don't know there it's just a lot where i'm like you're just making me look bad man <laughs> <laughs> but also not like cuz you moved out of your parents house that's the thing is that it feels very much like there's no plan there's no foresight it's just, I guess my mom will make my meals forever. Yeah. Because uh, I've literally never thought of doing anything else. And that's frustrating. Yeah. That's hard. But Ra's surprisingly nice to him. Yeah. They have an interesting little dynamic. Yeah. He got an opa out of her, which is surprising. Yeah. And he seemed to have a crush on her. Yeah, he for sure. He to be treating her well. Yeah. That was a weird moment. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It's, like, cute, but odd. Yeah. But I guess that's, like, life in a small neighborhood. Where you're just like, yeah, everyone's, like, too close. But it's cool. We all vibe <laughs> with it. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, little cute moments like that. That you're like, oh, weird, but cute. I like it. I think that's how it was when everybody walked past Take's dad to go to Take's bedroom. Yeah. Where all the kids are just like, hello, and just wander into Take's room. And you're like, they're so sweet and weird. Yeah. They're like completely ignoring the vibe that the dad is trying to put off. And that, yeah, like you said, like the walking in and like, hey, like the super familiar, like you're talking to your uncle or like uh-huh. your dad, where you're just like, all right, well, I'm not going to listen to what you're saying, but how's it going? And then you just walk uh-huh. on past him. <laughs> Yeah. I loved in I don't think we mentioned it in the first episode we see everyone exchanging dishes at dinner. They're all like going from house to house. And I got so worried that Takes House would be empty, but it's not. They all br- bring them food even though you assume there's not an exchange. It's just like we're just going to drop this one off. Don't worry about it. But I do, as the show goes on, I do get the vibe that Take's dad, when Take is gone, is kind of ignored. Yeah. And that makes me sad. Yeah, I wish more people were involved with his life specifically. Like, what's he up to? How's business going? Um, Do you have dinner? Yeah. He doesn't even know how to cook rice. No. Do you have dinner, sir? Do you want to come over for dinner? Just you. Take doesn't have to be in town. Okay. 
Yeah. What hobbies do you have? <laughs> <laughs> you like clocks, it seems like. Yeah, that's cool. Clocks are cool. We all have them. We all like them. <laughs> so, yeah. But I don't know. I guess we got that with um, Jung Han's family before they won the lottery. They were very much like, people wanted to help us, but they didn't have quite enough to actually do so. Like, we all gave what we could, but it was never much. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's just the vibe. It's like, we'll give Takes Dad dinner when we all make too much, but we can't just feed him every night. Like, that's not really the vibe. Yeah. I also didn't like how the women talked about him being really boring, and it doesn't matter if he has money because his personality sucks. And I was like, um, <laughs> he seems to just be, like, dealing with some loneliness and depression, and he just maybe is a really reserved person, but I don't think that means he's boring and sucks. <laughs> Fair. I feel like their style of joking is very extreme, though. It is. And it started to grow on me. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it was funny in the same way that they'll be like, my husband doesn't sleep with me. And at least your husband is rich. My husband keeps spending all our money on povers on the street. (laughs) And then the last one being like, you guys are just bragging about having husbands. To a widow? <laughs> My husband's actually dead. He's actually dead. I would do anything to be in your positions and then them be like, oh, you, you can have my husband. That's like totally fine. She's like, no, I'm good. That's I good. should actually, um, I should actually get going. I'm, I gotta <laughs> pay my respects to my husband. So, uh, bye guys. <laughs> it's like, that's funny. It's so extreme that you guys joke like this. It's so extreme. Yeah, they do go hard. They, they go, go hard. They have, they are the comedians that will make the jokes that you feel like a bad person for laughing at. Like, you're yes. like questioning your own morals because you just laughed and you're like, is this okay? Did I do bad? So, like, you wouldn't laugh at them saying Takes Dad sucks, except that he's literally walking up to them <laughs> and they're whispering, like, no, that guy sucks. I would never marry him. I would never marry him. And you're like, he's four feet away. <laughs> literally anyone but him. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather then be alone funny. forever. <laughs> <laughs> then it's funny. See? It's too extreme. It has to be funny. Yeah. Yeah, they go very, very hard. I they There are some of those uncomfortable moments that they lean too hard into that I am not as thrilled by. Like, the... I feel like you maybe you will have found this very funny. I got, again, like, I felt personally attacked by Diak-sung losing everything on the field trip. Like, the expensive camera. Oh my god. And the expensive alcohol. Okay, thank God, because I hated it. I hate. Here's the thing I lose things. My brain will only retain information that, um, like, doesn't matter for the most part. But if I had, like, my family's prized possession camera, it would be the only thing I thought about that whole week. It would not be left behind. But then there's, like, that. Oh, she's just an airhead element where I'm like, that's not fair. You just nerfed her into the stupidest, most forgetful (laughs) person. 
<laughs> like, I feel like the alcohol thing was one thing. And yeah. maybe the show is like, we needed the camera to get lost first so we could show this pattern of behavior. But the alcohol is like, it wasn't hers. It wasn't important to her. It was shoved into her jacket pocket. So maybe her pulling it out and leaving it on the table is like, kind of anyone could do that. Because yeah. you don't, it genuinely doesn't occur to you. you. You're not thinking about this thing because it doesn't belong to you. But yeah, the camera that you believe is holding the threads of your family together, <laughs> that's the thing that she loses. That's the thing that sets the pattern of behavior. It's a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. If it had been something a little bit more, like less high stakes, but more reasonable for her to lose like maybe it was something that she quote-unquote borrowed from her sister that she didn't have permission for like maybe we use that again and then her mom is like everything's fine when it's absolutely not or like maybe her full duffel bag like she has the camera strap around her neck and thinks that like that's her bag and she's like i didn't bring any clothes for that the would weekend. be hilarious that would be that's so funny. funny because she's like so focused on not losing her family's prized possession that she loses literally everything like she loses like the allowance that her mom just gave her and she's like well i guess i won't survive the weekend um but who needs to eat good pictures yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, that that seems more lighthearted funny. Yeah. But yeah, it sucks to be like, she clearly knew the importance of this item, and she just couldn't keep track of it. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it reinforces the like, she's got nothing about her that's good. Yeah. Like, that's not true. She seems really nice. Just give her a thing to be good at. She has the smoothest brain around. (laughs) <laughs> no more bad traits I can't do it I can't do smooth brain dogs on anymore yeah we need to give her something it was just all that carbon dioxide that she inhaled fair carbon is it monoxide oh shit Di- I think dioxide. it's probably maybe it's mono- carbon monoxide poisoning Car- is carbon dioxide what we breathe out yes okay yeah but I don't know which it is I don't know enough about coal that it could be both. Yeah. Could be like, mm, there's a little bit of dioxide in there. You never know. There's two. Uh, not just one oxygen, but two. Two. Some <laughs> of these carbons, they got two. I genuinely have no idea how long we've been recording for, but I don't, I can't come up with anything else to say. Do you have any other hot takes before we sign off? No, I think like, I know we joked about it, but really what I came in here wanting to talk about was that little teen romance. Right. And we got it out of the way early. So. <laughs> this show, I I genuinely just want to go back and watch from the beginning of the talent show with those three good boys doing their talent, then to the chase scene with Dong Young's dad. <laughs> Just chasing down these boys, saying, Ha ha, you tripped! Heaven is punishing you! That <laughs> is so funny to me. And then Dong Yong saying, comedy. Just knock me out, just get a big rock, hit me real hard over there. <laughs> <laughs> just take me out. <laughs> to the teen romance, to the two teens hiding in a too small alleyway. How'd they even squeeze in there? What are they doing? Make them kiss. 
it's all so good. And I just want more of it. Yes, I, they could bring that energy almost constantly to every episode. It would be an immaculate K-drama. Absolutely flawless. But also, can we have Take's dad also drop him off at camp? It can't be that yes. big a deal. Just make I him come. Yeah, I wanted that to happen so bad. I just wanted it to be like Take's dad got a hotel for him and Take in that town and was right? like, yeah, you've Go find your friends. Like, who's gonna, like, stop you? And then he does. And then he gets to be a normal kid for a day. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to go on stage and dance. That's fine. We don't see that for take. But just being able to participate in the day activities, being like, they're going to a museum. They're going to a park. They're running around town. These are public spaces. You can't stop take from being there. Like, that's yeah. all I wanted. <laughs> yes, same. I'm turning this podcast Maybe. off so we can go watch more Take. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch the Take show. <laughs> <laughs> Park ball gum. Park ball gum. Park ball gum. <laughs> so good. Okay. If you love Park ball gum and Take as much as we do, email us at plankpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and also, uh, if you want to find, I don't know, just a bunch of stuff at our website, that's playonk.com, and you can find affiliate links. Oh, are we set up with a new affiliate at this point, or like, is that like affiliate pending? We are set up. We are in. <gasps> We're in! Oh, I'm so excited to tell everyone about our new affiliate. Let me do our other affiliates really quick, because we love them too. <laughs> we love all of our affiliates equally. Ooh. Um, <laughs> NordVPN is great. Um, Emily has NordVPN. I have also used it in the past to find K-dramas that aren't licensed in our region, but it also has a bunch of other practical uses that, uh, that they may or may not use interest. it for. <laughs> yeah, that may, that are probably more legal. I don't know what's legal. I don't know I don't how the know, internet but works. Like, sometimes I'm on websites and they're like, please turn off your VPN before watching this show. And I'm like, why? Mm. No, because then I can't watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, turn this off and it's like, I, I won't be doing that. I'll just pick a different location <laughs> in the same country, so... <laughs> Anyways, don't record any of this, guys. Uh, yep. This don't, is just for the don't fans. Don't call the cops. The internet police, please. We are too young. Well, I'm not going back to jail. Um, <laughs> I've never been to jail. There's Skillshare if you want to learn a new skill. <laughs> and there's Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to start a podcast, that's what we use. And uh, if you do use our affiliate link to start a new podcast... Please let us know what your podcast is. We want to hear it. Um, and then we also have a new one, which I'm super, super excited about. It is called Soulbox. Maybe you've heard of it. There is, they have a couple of different, it's a subscription box service, and they have a couple of different ones, but they're all centered around Korea. So you can get their like signature box, which does snacks, popular snacks in Korea, and you can get a subscription to that. I did too. I like I personally subscribe to two boxes. So not like a here's a gift for you, but like I genuinely am very excited about this particular affiliate. And so I was like, 
well, we're never going to advertise something that we wouldn't want ourselves I anyway. And so I got it for myself. My subscription boxes have not arrived. Maybe but by the time I got, this airs, they will. Go check our Instagram. Yeah, yeah go check our Instagram because um, I'm going to post what some of the cool things that I got when they come. But I, So yeah, I did the snack box and then I did, they have like a K-drama, K-pop, K-life box where you get uh, like a Korean beauty product and then a couple of like K-pop related things and like a, a lifestyle thing. Like one of the pictures showed a water bottle that was just really cute. Aww. And uh, I don't know what will be in my box. I think that's part of the surprise. Maybe it will look like the one on the website. Maybe it will be completely different. Total surprise, 100%. Either way, I'm really excited to get it. I'm excited to show you guys what I had, like, what comes with it, like, what's so cool about it. And also, we will have an affiliate link on our website. I just took a really long time to say all of this. I'm so sorry. I'm just very, very excited about it. No, me too. Yeah, we will put the unboxing of Raquel's first soul box, which is spelled like the city, not like yes. the thing inside of your body. Um <laughs> We'll put the unboxing on <laughs> our Instagram, which is at Play on K Podcast. Um, you can also say hi to us on Twitter anytime at Play on K or on TikTok at Play on K underscore Emily. Yeah, and then we also uh, have our Patreon, which is playonk.com slash, or sorry, Patreon slash Play on K, but you can find the link on our website. But if there's like the f the very freest way to help us out is just to give us a five star rating, uh, subscribe to us, review us wherever you listen to us, just whatever options you have there. It helps other K drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah, thank you as always for listening. We will see you next week with episodes five and six of Reply 1988. Yeah, K bye, K bye, bye bye.